Welcome back. My name is Steve, the founder of English and Go. This podcast is part 13 of the series I began in January called From Russia with Guns. In this podcast, I will reference parts 9, Things Fall into Place, and part 10, The Long Occupation, of this podcast series as pretty much exactly what I laid out in April is coming to pass. So let's recap. I will recite what I said in April. I will recite it verbatim. V-E-R-B-A-T-I-M. Which is a Latin word that means exactly or word for word. So here's what I said in April. It is likely that a staged referendum will take place in Kherson, with the population supposedly voting to become independent from Ukraine. It will have zero impact on the military operations, but again, this fake referendum will be an attempt at a political solution to Russia's military problem. And that is why we need to understand the idea of Novo Russia, basically a larger Russian territory created when the supposed Russian-speaking parts of Ukraine are pulled back into Russia. Now, the idea of Novo Russia was all of eastern Ukraine up to the Dnieper River, which is clearly impossible now. So, Russia has two choices to keep fighting what has become a mess of a war with fuzzy objectives, or search for a political solution they can sell at home and maybe strong-arm the world into accepting. It is now very clear that they are moving to option two. So in theory, having most of Luhansk and connecting Donetsk to Crimea allows Russia to claim a much reduced version of Novorossiya. This is how the war can be sold as a victory within Russia itself and to its allies. Okay, that is what I said back in April. And now we can see that what I said back then is pretty much what Russia decided to do by the end of September declaring these fake referenda in both Kherson and Zaporizhia oblasts. The votes are ridiculous, because asking people to vote at gunpoint is basically just torture. The whole thing was staged. Even worse for Russia is that in the past five weeks, it has lost quite a lot of the Ukrainian land it held back then in April, and it continues to lose more every day. Basically, Russia is now saying that it has a next territory that they never really had any control over and are continuing to lose piece by piece each day. Back in the real world, the truth is obvious. The military situation for the Russian army is terrible. They got routed in Kharkiv Oblast. The Russian positions in the strategic town of Lyman were lost, 
and this opened numerous roads for Ukraine to push back into the Luhansk Oblast to start reclaiming their territory. Only last weekend, Ukraine launched a different counteroffensive in the north of Kherson Oblast. And again, those of us following the war were treated to a rapid collapse of Russian defenses and Russian troops fleeing land they had occupied since March. In total, Ukraine has liberated some 12,000 square kilometers in the space of five weeks. Oh, and that bridge connecting Crimea to Russia, also called the Kerch Bridge, was heavily damaged under mysterious circumstances. Sections of the road have collapsed into the sea, and it seems at this point unlikely that Russia will be able to use the rail portion of the bridge anytime soon. We must remember this is the primary, number one transport link for Russian forces in the south of Ukraine. If it proves that the rail section really is unusable, the Russian military will have enormous supply problems. That's the military situation as of today. So we have to ask ourselves, what was the point of the whole annexation thing? To buy Russia time. You see, by claiming ownership of those parts of Ukraine where the fighting is ongoing, even though the Russian military is getting pounded, what Putin is trying to do is to flip the use of time on its head. Think of it like this. Two weeks ago, before these ridiculous annexations, time was on the side of Ukraine. Carefully planned, effective counterattacks were allowing Ukraine to liberate their country piece by piece, while time was working against the Russian military because it is getting weaker over time. However, by, by Putin claiming to annex these Ukrainian lands as Russia, what Putin is doing is trying to put time back on his side because the longer this land is claimed and at least partially held by the Russian military, the harder it will become to force Russia to give it back politically. We must understand that this war will certainly last for the rest of this year and probably deep into next year because Counterattacking is hard, and it takes time to do it right, meaning without bombing cities and killing a whole bunch of people. Putin believes, probably wrongly, that the Russian military can hold parts of these stolen lands for the rest of this year and into next year. This also helps us to understand the mobilization orders that Russia gave a few weeks ago. If Russia can shove newly mobilized Russians 
into this land as fast as possible, it will make it harder for Ukraine to take it back. So let's imagine if by the end of next year, much of this land is still under Russian control. Well, most people are more likely to accept that Russia really can keep it, and so the land will be seen as part of Russia. This element of time, this is where it puts the burden back onto Ukraine. By mobilizing Russian troops, even if they're badly trained, and then by claiming these territories as now part of Russia, it forces the Ukrainian military and its government to act faster. There will be pressure on them to try to take the land back as quickly as possible. And when armies act fast, they make mistakes. Putin is probably hoping that a key battle will be lost, or that the Ukrainian army will exhaust itself in attacking in these many areas. And by doing this, it will force Ukraine to sit down and talk. We can see that it's easy for Ukraine to be defiant today. You cannot take our land because you said so. But what about six months from now? Or next September? If at this time next year, the majority of Luhansk, Donetsk, Zaporizhia, and Kherson are still under the thumb of the Russians? Who will support Ukraine in trying to take them back? So obviously time is part of this land grab. After all, it worked in parts of Donetsk and Luhansk back in 2014, right? After the initial outbreak of that war and big Russian gains, the Ukrainian military regrouped. They counterattacked effectively, and they drove the Russians back to a rump portion of those oblasts. Still, the counterattacks eventually stalled, and after years of little progress, pretty much everyone, and that includes me, accepted that those rumps were probably lost to Ukraine forever, and that they would eventually become part of Russia. You can check this if you listen to the very first podcast in this series. So, clearly, Putin is trying the same thing again. Claim it all, and wait for the Ukrainian military to run out of steam. When, or if it does, try to negotiate to keep whatever new land you have gained. It is not a very original idea, but it can be effective if, and only if, Russia can keep those lands under their control for many more months. The solution to this problem is obvious. More weapons and more economic help for the Ukrainian people. Because Ukraine has shown us that it can absolutely win this war. They are pushing the Russians back. They are reclaiming their land, sometimes in spectacular fashion, and other times in slow and steady pushes. But they can only keep doing this with our help. Putin is trying to run out the clock, 
to discourage us from helping, threatening us with very catastrophic scenarios. But the only catastrophe here is the one that Putin made for himself. Let's not let him control the conversation anymore. Encourage your leaders to support Ukraine. You can donate to Ukraine yourself, u24.gov.ua, and there you can choose where your money goes. Ukraine will win if we give them the time and the money to do so. Again, my name is Steve, the founder of English and Go, an English language teaching and consulting company based in Osnabrück, Germany. If you like this podcast, please share it with a friend. You can visit our website, englishandgo.de, or send us an email, info at englishandgo.de. Slava Ukraine!